Amen, amen. Good morning, everybody. How are you this Sunday? Awesome. Blessed. Couple blessed, couple awesome, couple still waking up. That's okay. My name's Cameron. I'm going to be giving you all some announcements this morning. Um, so upcoming is the first Saturday of the month. Do I need to tell you all what that means? We got men's breakfast at 8 a.m. Man, it is awesome. We eat good food. We fellowship. Have the word. and We do it all in an hour, if you could believe it. Um, so we do really good. 8 a.m., we're prompt. If you get there at 8.01, you are in the back of the line. Been there, okay? Um, gentlemen, I find it plays really well when you come home with a Starbucks for your wife. Just a quick tip. Um, also, I'm really excited to announce something else. This was originally going to be a, uh, a youth event we were going to be doing. Um, but after talking to Pastor, we thought, hey, this would be really great to open up to the entire church. On August the 12th, we are going to be going to the Stockton Ports Baseball Faith Night. This is a really, really awesome event that they put together where churches and Christians from all over Stockton and all over different surrounding areas will come together. We're going to be having pre-game worship right before some players are going to be sharing their testimonies of how they came to know Jesus. We're having some worship after, because it's not enough just to have it once, right? We've got to have it after, too. And then uh, they're going to have a fireworks show to, to cap the night off. And if you could believe that, that cost is $10 for a ticket. You're going to pay more for a hot dog once you get inside. <laughs> this, this group rate is no joke, okay? So it's only $10 to go. But here's the thing. Sign-ups are today and next Sunday only. And so this week, I'm going to be picking up tickets from the facility. So signing up today is the only way to guarantee that, that, you, that you got a spot. Because next Sunday, I got leftovers, and it's going to be first come, first serve. Okay? So if you can sign up with me after service today, me and Miss Leticia, we're going to be in the Welcome Center, and we'll be collecting payments today. You could do cash. You could do card. You could write a check. However you need to, um, we can get it done. And what I love about this is... You know, it's so easy to get caught up in the ministry that you're more serving in and more a part of. It's easy to forget that we're all a part of the ministry of Harvest Bible Church. Amen. So I'm really excited for us all to be going here. Um, and if you go, I encourage you, man, rep represent your Harvest Bible Church gear, your, your kids' church t-shirts, your true meaning of the rainbow I wore it to work one time, and everybody loved it. Um, it was awesome. Uh, but again, sign-ups are going to be after service right outside, so I encourage you all to sign up, and then that'll be it for the announcements. And then Pastor will come and take over from here. Amen. And junior high, if you guys would make your way to the back. Yeah, junior high, you're off. dismissed. <laughs> Amen. Well, I get the real wonderful privilege of introducing Pastor Pamela, not that she needs introduced, but we have one more thing before we do that, and that's what we're going to do here, is that we have a, a young man that's going to be heading off to college that his uh, mom and wants us to, to lay hands on him and pray for him, and we want to pray for him because he grew up in our church. I'm going to lay hands on him, so me and Pastor Pamela are going to lay hands on him and pray for him, and you're going to stretch out. We're going to believe how he's going to go to college, he's still going to love God, he's going to do everything he needs to do there, and then still serve God after college, Amen. That's the goal. Hallelujah. So, uh, Jeremiah, come on up here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. 
Yeah, I know he's a, he's an athlete, and so he's going to be there and stuff. Hallelujah, buddy. Amen. Hallelujah. That's all right. You can turn around. We'll pray for you this way, okay? Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for Jeremiah. We thank you, Father, for your hand upon his life. Lord, we know college can be an interesting place, but Lord, I just thank you for his faith. Just as Jesus prayed for Peter, he said, I've prayed that your faith fail not. So I pray for Jeremiah that his faith fail not, that he draws closer to God, not farther away, that he realizes that it's his faith that is going to continue to strengthen him and continue to guide him through all the things that he's doing, through all of his sports, all of his academics, and in every area of his life, Father, that if he'll put Jesus Christ first, hallelujah, all things will work out for the good to those that love God and who are called according to his purpose. Thank you that the word of God that's been put into his heart, hallelujah, will shine brightly. And I thank you for that, Father. We just thank you for your grace and your mercy and your blessing. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. All right, man. <laughs> hallelujah. Well, as you know, I was supposed to be gone. She was, in, and I really just know she has a t- tremendous message just from the Lord to be a blessing to you. And aren't we blessed to have Pastor Pamela at Harvest Bible Church? <laughs> Glory to God. If you, don't, if, you, if you don't know what she does, uh, if we could clone her and get about four or five people that would do what she does here for the kids, for the worship, for the ladies, for all the different things she's doing for our church, we would be doing fantastic. Hallelujah. But she's always doing something. She's always a visionary. She's always doing a blessing. And I, I, I'm just blessed, hallelujah, that uh, she's here and I get to be uh, her husband. And I'm blessed that, uh, uh, because of the anointing that's upon her life. And I, uh, so look out. You ready? She's about to just, you know, bless her. You got to get ready. So, be blessed. so let's give a good warm harvest vow. Just bless her. Hallelujah. Come on, sweetheart. Thanks, baby. <laughs> Got them all scared now. <laughs> oh, amen. Yeah, um, it's been quite, quite an amazing 24 hours. When I close my eyes, I still see the road. <laughs> and we we're on the road. I was on the road. I took him, dropped him off, got all the way home, got the phone call. Hey, they canceled my flight. Drove all the way back, drove all the way back home. So... It's been, yeah, we, we didn't get much sleep, but, you know, um, I, I told my girl, well, maybe it's just because I just wanted you home and I wanted you to be here on Sunday. So, you know, sorry, but <laughs> not sorry. <laughs> we love Pastor Mark, don't we? Yes. Amen. Well, Father, we just want to thank you this morning for your word, your word, which is so powerful, your word, which gives us life. It gives us understanding. It gives us wisdom, your word that changes us that makes us, God, um, just amazing humans on this planet, just supernatural by the word of God. And so this morning, we just rely upon you on your anointing and on the anointing on your word just to come forth. And you, Father, you know each one that's in this room. You know what each one needs to hear. And Father, I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would just have your way, that you would just speak forth your heart, your thoughts, your purpose and prepare a plate before them, God, at your table this morning, that you would just personally prepare a word for each one here, God, that they would be ministered to by the Spirit of God. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, um, 
You know, it's, it's a big subject that I want to talk about, and I'm certainly not going to be able to hit, I'm just going to just dip into just a little bit of what I want to talk to you about, but it is something that the Lord um, put on my heart to share with you, and it's about, and the title of my message is this, ready? The devil made me do it. So you know it's going to be good. <laughs> We've all heard that terminology, the devil made me do it. And that basically means that I'm not responsible because the devil made me do it. And um, what we're going to talk about this morning is your will, your will, willpower. And um, the will, so we're, we're a triune person, right? We have a body, a soul, and a spirit. And this is your body. Inside your body, there's a soul. And the soul is what we're going to be, uh, is where the will is at. The soul contains the mind, your thought, the will, and your emotions. Amen. And then, of course, your spirit and so when you're born again, your, your spirit that was dead because of the transgression of what Adam and Eve did, when we become born again, the Holy Spirit regenerates, makes new. We become a new creation in Christ Jesus. And our spirit man is, is alive unto God, but our soul is being saved, the Bible says. And so um, all of us in this room are at different places in our walk with God. Your soul, if I could see your soul in, you know, see into the soul realm, it's just like your physical man in one sense. We all look a little different. We're all at different places in, in our, um, you know, how, how disciplined our soul is or how much we're governed by our soul, right? You, you know, we can be governed by our emotions, and sometimes, ladies, we excuse, come on, we excuse a certain time of the month as, hey, I can't help myself. It's, I got emotions. I'm emotional. But this morning, I want you to tell you that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we govern our soul. We control our soul. We are not governed by our thoughts. And another thing too, you know, your thought life can be all over the place. Your thought life wants to take control and wants to, and so the, the, basically the body is the servant of the spirit or the soul. And, um, and so, you know, your life is, is, you know, is, is the sum, summation of all your choices. And that's what I want to talk to you this morning is about your will. And, um, and so that part again is part of the soul. And like I said, we're just going to touch on the basis of that there. Um, the creation, when God created Adam and Eve, you know, we've talked about this in our Sunday school class that, you know, when he created us in the image of God, what does it mean to be made in the cre- in the image of God? Well, in my little kid's Sunday school class, I put pictures of, of, uh, monkeys painting pictures and elephants painting pictures and bees making beehives and spiders making webs and, and, you know, they have a capacity to build, you know, to make things. To If you've ever seen a monkey paint, well, it looks like a monkey painted it. <laughs> but when you see a human, right, take a paintbrush and begin to paint, man, they can paint things that look exactly like a, a replication of a human. They can, uh, amazing detail. Um, a human being can, cannot, and, and so like a spider only knows how to make a certain web the same way. It makes the same web, that little circular thing. It makes the web the same way. A, a bird makes the, the nest the same way. God gave them the instruction, but the capacity to be made in the image of God means as a human being, I have the capacity for my intelligence to grow. So there's no excuse for you staying in the 
you know, stupidity that we can be in. God has given us his, his image to have the capacity to grow in knowledge, to become wiser, to know how to, you know, go from building a, maybe a little hut to now building a house made of wood. And then out of a house made of a wood, now we see these tall towers of still buildings. We see these amazing bridges. The capacity that man has is amazing because we've been made in the image of God. So the other, but the other thing that's really important, and it's the one I want to talk to you about, is the will. That animals have not been given a will. You know, our little dog, Zuzu and, and Holly Bear, you know, um, they run all over me. I mean, you know, it's kind of like, you know, come here, come here, and they just ignore me. But when daddy over here says, Holly, get over here, I mean, she comes running. You know, she knows who's going to kill her, you know. <laughs> she knows who gives the treats and she knows who, who, who will give the boot, you know. But she doesn't have a will. She's, she's governed by her master. Same with a horse. A horse is governed by a bridle, right? It has to, so, so animals do not have a will. Who has a will is God the Father has a will. Jesus had a will. Jesus said, not my will but thine be done. Um, the Holy Spirit has a will. Angels have a will. We have a will. Satan had a will, and we're going to look at that. And demons have a will. And so because, uh, because it's, uh, the will is an incredible gift, and this is what I want you to see this morning, that your will is something Satan is after. Had we not seen this in 2020, come on. That Satan is after our will. You know, whenever you look in any communist countries, any kind of, it, what do they do? They suppress the will. They do not have free power, free choice. They're told what jobs they're going to do. They're, you know, um, and what's interesting too is, you know, my son spent time in, in some of these, in Germany and different countries. And, you know, a lot of them, when they're out public, they don't laugh. They don't smile because they weren't allowed to even have emotion. And so God gave you a free will, which means you are free to be free. <laughs> Amen. And it's the enemy. Anytime we see slavery, anytime we see bondage, anytime we see the stripping of the will, that is the work of Satan. That is the work that he has come to do to take away that free will that God has given us because it's a powerful thing that God has given us is the free will to choose. And so with the free will, you have understanding, you have judgment, you have the ability to choose. And let me say this, you are all independent in your decisions. The devil did not make you do it. God will never violate your will. You don't want to be a Christian. You don't want to receive Jesus Christ. No one in this room is going to take an AK-47 to your head and say, hey, you better choose Christ. Or we're going to shoot you. Or, you know, we have some, don't we have some uh, religions like that? That you either choose to follow them or we're going to cut your head off. You know, God will never violate your will. He doesn't want robots. He gave you a free will because he wants you to choose. He wants the angels to choose. Every time an angel obeys God, they're not a robot. They're not commanded. And they have to obey. They choose to obey. Lucifer and all the, and the fallen angels, the demons, they choose to disobey. And so when we, when we think about that, like I said, when, when, when it comes to the end of your life, it is your choice 
to go to heaven or hell. It's your choice. And, um, you know, and so, and that's, and that's what I want you to see this morning because that is a powerful thing that I have a will and Satan Christians. I want to tell you that Satan's desire is to take that will that you have and to contaminate it, to distort it, to manipulate it, to do what? To rebel against God. And so um, let's just look at, at Lucifer really quick. If you, if you turn in Isaiah 14, I, I want to show you that because this is the beginning of, um, of the fall, of the, of the wrong choice. In um, I have a brand new Bible, so if I go a little slow, forgive me, my pages are still kind of stuck together. Um, all right, in Isaiah chapter 14, now this is, um, this is prophetic of talking to Lucifer, which is Satan. Luc- he was Lucifer. He was, you know, up in heaven. He was an angel that stood in the presence of God. Can you imagine? The Bible tells us that he was full of beauty and perfect and wisdom. He was not created evil. He was created perfect. He was beautiful. Most uh, scholars believe that, that he was the worshiping angel. He's the one that led the worship before the throne of God. That it says that, you know, um, he was given a voice to sing before God. He was covered. The Bible describes him covered in different gems. He was, it was very colorful, uh, which, you know, which I really believe what happened is that Satan, who was in the glory and the presence of God, he, he reflected the glory of God and he fell in love with the glory thinking that it was his own, but it belonged to God. So anyway, we, we pick it up in verse 12, chapter 14, verse 12. It says, now how you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, are you ready? What does he say? I will ascend to the heaven and I will set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I will climb in the highest heavens and be like the most high. But instead you will be brought down to the place of the dead, down to its lowest depths. Everyone there will stare at you and say, can this be the one who shook the earth and made the kingdoms of the world tremble? Someday we're going to see Satan and we are going to say, oh my gosh, is this the one that made such hell of my life? This little puny thing? Because we find that he gets booted out of heaven and um, because of why he had a free will. He could choose to obey God or he could choose to disobey and he decides I'm going to take my will and I'm going to fight and resist heaven and I'm going to make myself, I mean, you talk about, yeah, pride and rebellion. I mean, you talk about thinking that he, he could usurp the authority of God, his creator, but you and I are no different because sometimes we think we know better than God. I will do this. I won't do this. I will do this. I won't do this. And so, you know, this is, this is the, 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 the beauty, the power that God's given you, the free will to say you can willingly choose your life. You can choose to walk the, the way of God or you can choose to walk the way of the world. God's not going to control it. God's not going to come down and take you by the hand and say, this is what you're going to do. Do this, do this, do this. No, God says you can choose. 
But choose righteously, choose according to wisdom, choose according to righteousness, choose according to which is good, which is a good thing, not according to which is, which is, is, is in rebellion. Now, when we look at the world, what do we see? A world full of rebellion, a world full of saying, I will, come on, you can just put in so many things there. I will be my own God. I will make my own choices. I will make my own decisions. I will be a man. I will be a woman. Doesn't matter what you were biologically. I will change myself. I will be this. I will be that. And they defy the very order of God. And that's the way of rebellion. And, and, and if, it, if, it, if Lucifer was cast out of the presence of God, it is your very will that will land you in heaven or land you in hell. So when we, when we think about that, we, we, just, we go back to Genesis, right? Genesis chapter 2 tells us God, God told Adam and Eve, you can eat of any tree. Any tree in the garden is yours except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Why did he do that? He had to give him a choice. I'm going to give you a choice. He had to give him a free will. Will you obey me or will you disobey me? And so there they are in the garden, and who comes along? The adversary, Satan, the one who just said, I will, I will, I will. And he does the same thing. If you want to look in Genesis chapter 3, you know, it's the same, the same scenario is going to play out that he just played out in heaven. He gets to talking to Eve. Now, you have to know that this is exactly how he's going to fight your will, is in chapter 3, it says, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any of the trees in the garden? Eve said, of course we may eat from the trees in the garden. The woman replied, it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden we're not allowed to eat. And God said, you must not eat of it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. Instantly, certain, the serpent replied, you won't die woman, he replies to the woman, for God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. And so she took some of the fruit and she ate it. That was the act of her will. She took and she ate it. You know, we, we, a lot of times we are tempted, you know, temptation thoughts will come to us. Satan will tempt us, but it's not until you act it out till you step out and you, you take your very will. You choose to violate a command of God. And that's what happened because we know that whenever sin happens, something dies because sin, the wages of sin is what the wages of sin, the wages of sin. Do I want to sin? Because something's going to die. It is going to, don't ever think that sin is not going to affect you. Oh, well, you know, it wasn't that little of a sin. And we talked about this in our kids class that, you know, uh, it was a kind of a cool example. We had a big, heavy basketball. We had a little baseball and we had a golf ball. And I said, this is a big sin. This is a medium sized sin. This is a baby sin. So I was asking, what do you think the big sin is? And, you know, murder, the next sin, you know, maybe, um, uh, I think it was lying. And then and the next one I think was bad talking mom and dad. That was a good one. And I said, so 
Do you think that these sins are any different before God? The big sin, the murder, and the disobedience against my parents. And they're saying, they're looking at it. And I said, do you think it's the same? And they're like, um, you know, they didn't really know it. And I said, well, let's, let's, see, let's see an example. And so we dropped the balls all at the same time. You know what happened? They all landed at the same time because gravity pushed it down. And it's the same way with sin. It doesn't matter if it's a big sin or a little sin. Sin is all the same before God. It's disobedience against his commandment and sin brings forth death. And that's exactly what Satan wants to do to you is he wants to bring forth death because death, that, that spiritual death will separate you from God. Now it's not making a mistake. Come on. We, we, we sin, right? The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You know, I, I would hope that every day you pray, God, forgive me of my sins because sometimes I sin unwillingly. Sometimes I, you know, I lose my temper. Sometimes maybe you say things you shouldn't say or act the way you should, shouldn't be acting. And we say, God, forgive me. We have a, a, a God who is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins. Hallelujah. There's no reason. I mean, if I fell and I make a mistake, I'm instantly, God, forgive me of my sins because I don't want that separation. But here we see that Satan wants everything to do to influence your will, to disobey God. And he's going to do that with your reason, with your thoughts. He's going to come with your thinking, oh man, this is going to make you better. This is going to make you, oh man, you're going to be the top. You're going to be the best. You're going to look so good. You're going to be so great. And, you know, and whatever it is that he tells you to try to influence your choice, he wants you to make a choice, but he wants you to make the wrong choice to rebel against God. Because see, whenever you're looking to anything for wisdom besides God, or you're looking for love to, to anything else for love besides God, or you're looking for, you know, companion, whatever it is, strength, hope, whatever you're looking to, that's not God. It's a counterfeit. And God is all that you need. God is love. God is your strength. God is a God of hope. He's a God of whatever you need. Put God in there. God is the source of all my supply. And so whenever the enemy comes, he's always trying to make me look at something else to, to distract me, to put, and, and then to get me to use the violation of my own will to make a choice. That's why it says when the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do it. Did you know that even people, when you have a demon inside of you, and I've been to, I've seen many of these times. I, I was raised, you know, a little Pentecostal pastor's daughter. You know, I, I remember my dad preaching and, you know, people manifesting in the middle of the service. And I remember seeing a lady slither down the, the aisle you know, it's telling my dad, I'm going to kill you. And, um, you know, all of a sudden we're singing, there is power, power, wonder working power, you know. And um, the blood, the blood, the blood still, fl-. you know, we're just, we're getting that, we're not the devil. No, we know the blood of Jesus Christ. And, but I, I've seen so many of those things. But did you know that it takes an act of the will of that person who has a demon to say, I renounce you. I command you to leave. And the way that that demon got in there, he didn't overtake you. He had to ask you. You had to open the door to him. You had to make, you have, you have to allow the enemy into your life. 
He doesn't just come in and overtake you. He has to. Why? Because God gave you a free will. And, and God will not override your free will. Satan and demons can't override your will. But you can give them permission. How do I give them permission? By, uh, by allowing it into my life. You know, that's why you have to be so careful with the, th- with the things that are temptations and the sins of this world because they open doors to the enemy, which is a, a great message just to talk about the doorways, how the enemy gets into our life, the things that I watch. Come on. I mean, you can't even watch Disney anymore. You, 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 they, we, we, watched a, uh, we were watching a show the other day and we're like, we just couldn't handle it. It's like, oh my goodness, the, because this is a gateway into your, into your life. Amen. You know, whatever you're watching, it comes inside of you. You know, if you, and if you keep watching things like, for instance, let's say you, you love, you're a thriller. You love to watch those scary movies and you love to watch those thrashers and those demon movies and those supernatural movies and those, I mean, it will eventually open the door for a spirit of fear to come into you even as a Christian. And if you're watching sexual, you know, you know, movies, you know, I I would say porn, but not everybody's doing porn, but porn is definitely going to get in there. The enemy's going to open up a a, a spirit of lust, but come on, you got to even be watching just even natural TV anymore. You've got to guard what you watch. You got to guard what you hear because the enemy wants to have entrance into your life. But hallelujah, let me tell you, God has given you a free will. And if you want to be set free, all you have to say is in Jesus' name, I command you to leave. Now, sometimes we become so entrenched with with the enemy, he becomes a friend to us. You know, oh, that's my little pet, my little pet fear. I just keep him with me all the time. Or that's my little pet anger. He knows that sometimes I just get angry and I just can't, I just got to have that angry. Ah, you know, but that's a spirit and it needs to come out. The anger of man works, not the righteousness of God. Amen. So God wants you set free. He wants your free will to be, to be used for him this morning. And the enemy wants you to yield your will to him because he wants you to rebel against God. He wants to, to influence you so that you'll just keep making bad mistakes. And some of you in this room, you keep making bad mistakes, bad choices, bad decisions, bad things. And you wonder, man, why do I keep making these mistakes? Well, the enemy's trying to mess you up. But you've got to know you have a supernatural power in you called your free will. And you stand up and you say, no. For you to say nothing at all is consenting and you just said something. That's why we have to be bold with the enemy. And I love it because we are a speaking the word church. We believe to speak the word. We believe in speaking our confession. We believe in making declarations. And when, and it's the same thing with the enemy, you have to give him service and say, no, you're not going to take my life. No, you are not going to take my health. No, you are not going to steal my family. No, you are not going to take my children. No. And, and we have to use that will that we have to resist him. The Bible says, resist the enemy and he will flee. 
but I have to do something. I have to get involved. God's not going to just do everything for you while you stand there passive going, God, why don't you help me? Why don't you do something? God's saying, ask me, declare something, speak it out. Tell the enemy. God said, I've given you power over all the powers of the enemy. I've given you authority. Everyone in this room, if you're a born again Christian, you have power over the enemy in your life and you need to be standing on your feet and saying, no devil, no, in the name of Jesus, I cast you out of my home. I will not, I will not let my will, you know, yield to you, but you've got to stand up. You've got to speak something. You have to say it out of your mouth. Satan can't read your mind. I say that again. Satan can't read your mind. He has to hear you speak. Get out of my life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And they have to go. Let me show you. Uh, let, let's go look in, um, in the book of John. Turn with me to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. And this is another amazing story in the word of God. And I, I want this to encourage you this morning. I'm not trying to bash you or beat you. I want you to see that you have power this morning. You have authority this morning. Don't let the enemy hold you as captive. Don't, don't, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, we grow up and we've, we've been in abusive situations, right? And you've been beaten down so much. You've lost your voice. And that's exactly what it talks about when you're a victim. They had no voice. So we talk about babies being aborted, right? That we need to be the voice of the un- unborted. We need to be the ones who do what? Stand up and say, no, you won't kill the babies. You know, and, and what you see happening in our nation right now, come on, church. It's time for us to rise and say, no, this is ludicrous. This is evil. This is wrong. You will not have our children. Come on, we got it. There's no sanity out in that world. They've lost it. We need to be the truth and the light in a dark world. Amen. Amen. All right. John chapter five. Let's just look uh, and starting with verse one. Now, afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy, holy days inside the city near the sheep gate, which was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches and crowds of sick, sick people came They were blind, lame, or paralyzed, and they laid on the porches. And one of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him coming, he knew he had been ill for a long time. Now, let me just stop there. Let me just say this. There was a pool of Bethesda, and there was um, most scholars, and I kind of tend to lean to this one, that it's mythical that, um, that if that they believed an angel went down and stirred the water. And if you jumped in the water, whoever was in the water first would be made whole. And so you have a lot of people looking for healing by a stirring of an angel. And then here comes Jesus. And he says to him, he saw that the man had been ill for a long time. And he, what does it say? He asked him. I want you to see those three, three words. He asked him. He's getting ready to trigger the man's will. And he said to him, would you like to get well? And God is saying that to you this morning. Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be set free from your addictions? Do you want to be set free from your fear? 
Do you want to be set free from your anger? Whatever it is that is the enemy, whatever is paralyzing you and laming you that you've been struggling with year after year after year, God is going to ask you, which he is right now, he's asking you, would you like to be made well? Well, your first question may be, well, of course, he's sitting at the, at the porch. He's with all the other people. Of course, he wants to be made whole. But does he really want to be made whole? Let's, re- let's come on and read. He says, number seven, I can't. I can't, he says. I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. And this is where we get, when God says, I want you to be strong, I want you to make a choice, I want you to make a decision, but I'm going to ask you, do you want this? Is this what you want? Because God has to have you voice your need. He needs you to voice your need. He needs you to tell him, God, this is what I want. And, and a lot of times we do the same thing as this man. We start giving the list of excuses. Well, no one helps me. I have no one. And, and, and then, you know, everyone else is getting it. I'm not getting in there. I can't do it myself and nobody else wants to help me. And we give the excuses, but God's saying, I'm not asking you about the excuses. I'm asking you, do you want to be made whole? And so Jesus in verse eight, what does he says? Jesus told him, oh, I understand. I understand. You've been here for 38 years. Okay, well, have a nice day. No. Jesus gives a command. Stand up. Pick up your mat and walk. Now, it takes the man's will to obey what God just said. Jesus just spoke to him. Or to lay there and say, oh, I can't. I can't do that. When God speaks to you, When God speaks to you, all things are possible. And God has his word that he's speaking to us as much as when Jesus is saying to him, stand up. What does that mean? Reposition yourself. Get ready for change. Stand up. You've been laying down, but I want you to reposition yourself. He says, pick up your mat. Get ready because you're not going to stay in this place any longer. You're getting ready to have a transformation and a transportation out of here. And he says, now walk, begin to move, take that act of your will. And God is saying that to you. Some of you, if you have maybe business deals or whatever it is that God is saying, you know what? You've got to put some faith and, and some action with your faith. You've been confessing, you've been speaking, you've been asking God to do this. And God's saying, well, put, come on, put the, you, you can't catch a fish without throwing that little worm in there, right? Some of you need to put some action. You need to actually throw, cast out your net. You need to cast out your little worm thing out there. And I don't know what that little lure. <laughs> and you're not going to catch anything until you start moving and still you start making some action and listen to what God is saying. Come on, use your will. Make a choice, make a decision. God, this is what I want. This is, and so some of you who are single, you just say, God, this is what I want. I want a man who is godly. I want a man who's going to serve you. I want a man who's going to treat me right. I want to, I know I'm not going to just, you know, 
Any man's going to do. Come on, any man ain't going to do. Trust me, ain't going to do. You need the godly man. Come on, and, 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 and you guys too. If you're looking for a godly woman, just no, goodly, no woman's going to do. You need a woman of God. But you need to ask, God, what is it? Here's what, here's what I want, God. And begin to tell him, this is what I want. And then you got to position yourself. Get ready to move when God speaks to you. All right, let me, let's go on. Instantly, it says. Instantly, the man was healed in verse nine and he rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. He didn't say, oh, I I know maybe this is temporary. No, he rolled up his mat. He started walking. And um, of course we know that the, um, well, let's keep reading. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that, they, de- they demanded. And the man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. Now listen to this. This is really, I want to get to this point. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple, and he told him, Now you are well. So stop. What's that word? Ooh. Or something even worse may happen to you. Which kind of tells me that this man, the reason why he was like he was, was probably because of sin. That sin is what kept him in bondage. And Jesus is saying, you've got to stop sinning. You've got to stop making it a habit. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to stop or something worse is going to happen to you. Some of you, you, you know, it's so easy, it's so easy to sin and think I'm getting by with it. It's so easy because you think, oh, you know, God doesn't, you know, God doesn't care or, oh, he didn't judge me. Lightning didn't come down and strike me from heaven. You know, like, again, I teach in my little kids class, you know, it's easy. Once you start lying, it's easier to lie the next time. And it's easier, easier to lie the next time. Pretty soon you, you become a person who's habitually lying and you don't even know how to tell the truth. And so this is, this is, it's important as he's saying, you've got to stop sinning or something worse is going to happen. And that's, that's the thing. And so I, I, I want to ask you this morning, what are you unwilling to stop that Jesus is saying to you this morning, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made free? Because this is going to be something that you are going to have to be actively a part of. God wants to heal some of you. There's some things that that are, there's afflictions in your bodies. There's depression, there's stomach problems, there's headaches, there's all kinds of, there's anxiety. And God is saying, do you want to be free of these things? But you're holding on to unforgiveness. You're holding on to hatred. You're holding on to things inside and what is inside because here's what Jesus is saying is that to this man, he's saying there's actually something that's, that's a deeper issue than the physical problem. It was an internal problem. It was a sin problem. And, and some of you, you will be set free from your physical manifestations of sickness when you let the Holy Spirit deal with your heart and stop sinning. Well, wait a minute. That person did that to me. I'm not the sinner. They're the one that offended me. No, Jesus says, you have to forgive. Why? Because they, it's not because what they did was right. It's not because they deserve it. But God says, you have to forgive because if you don't forgive, it's the, it's going to put you in prison. It's going to destroy your life and unforgiveness manifests through cancer. It manifests through all kinds of sicknesses, mainly cancers. You know, when you have unforgiveness in your heart, you know, um, anger, 
will manifest through stomach issues and headaches and, you know, a fear will manifest. If you've got digestive issues, you're probably dealing with fear and anxiety. And you've got to get, and, and fear and anxiety is a sin because what is not of faith is sin. What is not of faith is sin. If, if that's, if I can't be in faith and be in fear at the same time, so to be fearful, to have anxiety, to have anger, to have all these things in my inner life is what's keeping me from using my will to be set free and to be victorious in Jesus Christ. And Jesus wants you free. He wants you free from your, from your, your physical problems, but he wants you free from that internal problem. Because that internal problem is what's causing all the other problems in our life. Now, not all of them, you know, are all of them I'm going to say is deal with that. But I would say 80 to 90% of the physical problems we deal with, high blood pressure, all these different things is because anger issues, heart issues, you know. And you've got to allow, Holy Spirit, what is it in my life that I am unwilling, because it goes back to that will, I'm unwilling to let you deal with me. I'm unwilling to give up that sin. I'm unwilling to give up that, that habit. I'm unwilling, and that's that violation of your will. Your violation, your will can make you or break you. God's not gonna come down and say, oh, you're free. He's gonna say, do you want to be free? And that's why us pastors, when we minister to you, we give you an opportunity Do you want to know Jesus Christ today as your Lord and Savior? I mean, sometimes I would love to come grab you and pull you up. The mama in me would love to do that. But you have to make the choice and the decision yourself. You know, and, 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 you know, we, we don't sit here and, you know, coerce you and, you know, describe the rages of hell. Maybe we should a little bit. Maybe tell you how hot it is and, you know, how eternal it is. Put the fear of God in you. But we give you the opportunity to do what? Make a choice, make a will. If you're sick in body, we say, hey, we have a prayer team. As an act of your will, come up, have hands laid on you, get prayer and receive by faith the healing in your body. It takes you to act in that. So Jesus is saying to you, I want you to get up. I want you to take ownership. Pick up. I want you to take responsibility for your life and walk, he says. I want you to make steps for change. Amen? You know, uh, in, this, in this story, we find that he's looking for a rescuer, and he's looking for, uh, or he's also looking for, he's looking for a rescuer, and he's also, he's a persecutor. He's blaming other people get in. Are you holding on to the things in your life because you want to be rescued by people? Do you know some people don't want to be made whole? We've, we've had, I mean, as pastors, we've prayed for people, and they say, oh, I don't really want to be healed because I'm collecting disability. Can you believe that? I don't really want, I don't really, you know, I, I don't really want to forgive because they deserve, I, I, they deserve me to be angry at them. And, and this, and this is the thing. I mean, you know, it's amazing, but sometimes people, they, they it's again, it's a choice. I, I'm making this choice myself. I'm choosing And whatever you're facing this morning, God is saying to you, I want you to be free. I'm saying to you this morning, get up, pick up your mat, that, that filthy place that you've been living, that place of despair, that place of discouragement, that place of depression, roll it up because I can set you free today. If you will get up by an act of your will and listen to the word of the Lord this morning and be 
made whole. Amen. Amen. Father, I just want to thank you this morning for challenging all of us, God, to see that you've given us such a powerful tool, or not even a tool, it's a power of of the act of our will. That we have stood in the presence of Satan and, and demons so fearful And we've submitted into them. We've submitted to spirits of fear and anxiety and and anger and hatred and lust. And we've yielded our will to them as if we were powerless. But today you're reminding us as children of God, we are not without power this morning. That you are saying to us, do you want to be made whole? And Father, I pray right now that every man, every woman listening to my voice this morning, that they would be challenged. They would be challenged, God, to use their will for God. They can use their will for Satan. They could be rebellious. They can join the ways of the world and they could walk in rebellion against you. But God, I pray that they this morning would be so challenged, God, to be doers of the will of God, that we would yield our will. And just like Jesus say, not my will, Lord, but thine be done. God, I thank you that When I praise you, it's an act of my will. I am willing to praise you because I believe in you and I trust you. When when I pray in faith, faith is an act of my will because I'm choosing to trust you. I'm choosing to believe in you. God, even when I tithe, I'm using an act of my will. I'm saying, God, I know that my job is not my source, I choose and I believe and I give my money because I know that you're the source and supply of all my need. And God, that's why you gave us free will because it's so powerful and it's so pleasing to you when you see us yield our will to the will of God. God, give us willing hearts this morning. Oh, because we can trust you because you love us. And Father, I just right now, I come against every lie of the enemy. I come against every spirit in this room blinding the eyes right now i command you to leave in jesus name and god i just declare freedom in this room to make the choice to be made whole god i thank you that this morning god that their people are going to lay just as we sang this morning that we hear the sound of the chains that are falling down all over the room why because we're going to stand up and say satan no more No more are you going to govern my life. No more are you going to make me fearful. No more are you going to make me hateful. No more are you going to make me a thief. No more are you going to make me a liar. I choose to use my will for the glory and the honor of Jesus Christ. I want to give you an opportunity in this room. If there's anyone in this room, I'm just going to make it very simple. Everyone that is a Christian in this room, by an act of our will, we chose to serve Jesus Christ. Because I believe, I believe 100% what this Bible says. I believe there's a heaven where those who are born again, who have been born again and received Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that heaven's going to be my home. I also believe that there's a hell. And it was prepared for Satan and his devils, his demons. But those who choose to reject Jesus Christ... By their own will, God's not sending one person to hell. By their own free will, they choose hell because they refuse to surrender their life to Jesus. And so I want to ask you in this room, if there's anyone in this room that you'd say, you know, Pam, I have been rebelling against God. 
I've been walking in rebellion against God and, and I want to live my life for Jesus. I want to use my will right now. I'm going to rise up in my will and say, and I want you to raise your hand and say, yes, I want Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Is there anyone in this room? I see that hand. I see those hands. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody else? I'm not going to keep pushing this, but anybody else? Amen. You can put your hands down. Is there anybody else in this room that say, Miss Pam, I have addictions. Satan has been holding me and I've been unwilling to let them go. Is there anyone in this room? You'd say, I want you to, again, I want you to raise your hand because it's an act of your will. Say, raise your hand. Say, Miss Pam, I want to be set free from my addictions. Is there anyone in this room? Okay, I see those hands. I see those hands. Amen. God set me free from my addictions. Amen. If you raised your hand, I simply want you to stand to your feet, again, by an act of your will. Jesus said, if you're, if you're ashamed of me on this earth, I'll be ashamed of you in heaven. Come on, this is not a time to be ashamed. We want to, come on, we, we want to be bold, right? If you raised your hand in any of those, I want you to come forward. Now just come forward to the front. Can you guys, can you guys just come forward? Amen. Come on, be brave. Be brave this morning. Be brave. If there's someone around you and they raise your hand and they're afraid to come up, maybe you can come up with them. You know, bring someone up with you if you saw them. Come on, we're using that will this morning for Jesus. Amen. How many of you had to make that choice to stand for Jesus? Amen. I did. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, we're first of all, we're going to, we're going to all of us, just everybody just stand. We're all going to just say the sinner's prayer together. And there's no power in this prayer unless it comes from an act of your will and a willingness to surrender your life to Jesus. So, you know, when you say this prayer, it's got to come from deep within you. You got to mean it. God, I mean this. This is what I mean. And so everyone in this room and everybody that came forward, let's say this prayer together. Father, in Jesus' name. I choose by an act of my will to surrender my life to Jesus. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins, to wash away my guilt, to wash away my shame, to wash away all the pain. I believe in you, Jesus. That you came to earth, that you died upon a cross, you were buried in a grave, and on the third day, you came back to life. And now you're sitting at the right hand of God, making intercession for me right now. And so, Jesus, I surrender my life. I ask you now to be the Lord of my life. Govern my my days, I pray. Help me to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, when, when we do this in kids' class, we make all the kids go, yay! You know why? Because the Bible says that when someone gets, gives their heart to Jesus, that all of heaven rejoices. 
Come on. This is a, yeah. Satan lost out today. He lost out today. Amen. And so, Father, now I just pray for those with addictions, those that raise their hands. I come against every spirit of addiction right now in the powerful name of Jesus. Now lift your hands if you have, if anyone, if you're struggling with addictions, raise your hand. Father, by the powerful name of Jesus, by their will, they raise their hands. They ask that they might be delivered from their addictions and you spirit of addiction, I command you to leave in Jesus' name. Now I want you, by an act of your will, to say, you spirit of addiction, come out. In Jesus' name, name. I renounce you you. and I command you you. in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you right now that you came to set the captives free. And I thank you that you will give them supernatural power, Father, by the powerful name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you for just feeling him with the spirit of God today, for making all things new in his life in the powerful name of Jesus. Oh, may the Holy Spirit, may you just come upon him. May you give him understanding and wisdom into the things of God. May he have such a a hunger within him, Father. May he never be the same. May this be the turning point for him, just like that man at the pool of Bethesda. He's rolling up his mat and he's walking away. No more, no more, no more. In Jesus' name, Father, I thank you. In the powerful name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your anointing coming upon her life. The power of the Holy Spirit. May she never be the same. May he never be the same. In Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Jesus. A new day. A new day. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. A fresh anointing and touch of the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. We thank you and we praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So get, come on, get your wills out and give them a shout of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I pray that the Lord will just continue to speak to you what you need to lay down at the altar. And um, we bless you that you would have a wonderful week this week. We'll see you again here back on Wednesday. And um, just be blessed. Know that God loves you. He's for you. He's not against you. Nothing can separate you from his love this morning. Amen. So go in Jesus' name and we will see you on Wednesday. If you want more prayer, the prayer team's going to come up right now and they will be happy to pray with you. Amen. God bless you.